1: Hello and welcome to Excel today. I trust that you had a great week and I believe that God is going to speak to you in a unique way and challenge you to become a better version of yourself. Why don't you pray with me? Father in the name of Jesus we thank you for this time of fellowship. Thank you Lord that the entrance of your word is bringing us light and illumination and we are changed and empowered to become the people you've ordained us to be. Thank you for everyone watching now or me watching thereafter. Thank you that the same grace it's upon them to move them from glory to glory, in Jesus' precious name, Amen and Amen. Well, we are on a series that we've captioned "A Better Me," and our text is Proverbs chapter four, verse eighteen. The Bible said, "The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day." Second Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. But we all, with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory this is god's will this is god's plan this is god's purpose for our lives he wants us to constantly be moving from glory to glory from one glorious state to another glorious state how can we cooperate with god in order to make this a reality in our lives those are the questions We've been seeking to find answers to in all of this series. Presently, we are looking at another key that is critical. If we will ever become a better version of ourselves, if we become the better people or the great people God has ordained us to be. And we are looking at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. This is what the New King James says. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So, we're looking at maximizing time, and this is for if you are going to maximize time, if you are going to make become the better version of yourself, apart from having a dream and establishing great habits you need to take hold of your time. You need to be be in charge of your time. You need to learn how to work with time. You need to learn how to maximize time. And so we looked at last week at why it's critical that we maximize time. We touched on about 10 things. Number one, we said because time is our most valuable resource. Number two, we said that time is your most limited resource number three we said because time is your most perishable resource and then number four we said that everything good or bad that will happen in your life will happen in the process of time if you are going to become get a degree it will happen in the process of time if you are going to succeed it's going to happen in the process of time if you are going to be prosperous it's going to happen in the process of time if you are going to have an intimate or richer relationship with your spouse or with your children they are going to happen in the process of of time and then we also establish that the fulfillment we need to maximize time because the fulfillment of your vision dream or purpose in life is tied to your effective management of time if you don't manage time well you cannot attain your dreams you cannot attain your your vision or goals in life and then number six we said that we need to maximize time because when we are able to seize and maximize time makes it easier for us to maximize our opportunities the bible said i return us all under the sun that the race is not to the swift the battle is not to the strong favor to men of skill nor riches to men of understanding but time and chance happens to them all it's only those who are able to maximize their time that can seize their opportunities number seven we said because effective management of time is foundational for personal success and prosperity. If you meet anybody who has succeeded or attained any, anything meaningful in life or achieve anything great in life, one thing you are likely to see with them is that they are people who are very conscious when it comes to time. They, they, they fill their time with useful and productive profitable activities and then of course we also establish the fact that effective management of time enhances your overall health and quality of life it enhances your overall quality of life and well-being when you live life where your time is well managed you are able to manage your energy you are able to manage your resources and then your overall life becomes one of great health and quality and then, of course, we also said that because maximise time is maximise life. Life is measured in time. So when you maximize time, you are able to maximize your life. And then, the final one that we touched on last week is the fact that ultimately, when we, uh, we meet with God, the Bible says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And we shall give account of whatever we have done in our body, which includes how we stewarded time how we made use of time that's why time is so so critical the subject of time cannot be treated trivially it's a subject you need to understand it's a subject you need to place a lot of importance on we also established that two things are very important if you are going to maximize time everyone who seeks to maximize time must have these two things number one you must have a high sense of value for time many people waste time many people while away time many people don't fill their time with most productive and profitable things because they don't have value for time and then of course we also need to have wisdom for effective management time and this is where i want to continue i want to share with you wisdom on how to effectively manage your time the bible said teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom when we know that we have this limited time to live we are able to choose wisely if they told you that you had only six months to live I'm sure that you reorder your priorities. There are things you do differently. You will now suddenly begin to see the most important things you must consider. You must focus your energy and your time on. The things worthwhile, the things that are profitable for you to be able to concentrate your strength, your resources on. Why? Because you have become aware, suddenly, you have become suddenly aware that you have a limited time to live. That's why the psalmist said, teach us to number our days. Let's know how long we have. Let's know how many years we have. Then we can apply our heart unto wisdom. Today we are going to continue and we are looking at how to maximize time. And in here, we'll be looking at practical keys to making every minute count. Practical keys to making the most of our time. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 17 with me. The ESV version says this. Look carefully there. How you walk, how you walk can also uh, be interpreted as how you live. Look carefully then how you walk or how you live, not as wise, but as wise. So here he's establishing the fact that everybody can live in two ways you can live as wise or you can live as unwise. Then he says, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is. He said, look carefully. Don't be careless. Be careful. Be intentional. Be purposeful. Look carefully how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Making the best use of time for the days are evil. Are you making the best use of time or you are just abusing time? Or you are making wrong use of time? Now, the same text in the CEV, Contemporary English Version, this is what it says. Act like people with good sense and not like fools. These are evil times, so make every minute count. Make every minute count. Don't be stupid. Instead, find out what the Lord wants you to do. Find out what the Lord wants you to do. May God fill your life with the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you will know what he wants you to do and concentrate your time on those. How to maximize time. How to make every minute of your life count. When you look at the life of Jesus, he lived a very short life. In 33 years, he had finished and fulfilled God's mandate and plan for his life. He said, the son of man is come to seek and save the lost. That was his motto. In 33 years, he had lived and fulfilled that mandate. Some people live very long and yet they are unable, able to accomplish so much. Some people also live very short lives and they are able to accomplish so much. What makes the difference is how they relate to their time. Jesus accomplished so much. And in the book of John chapter 19 verse 30, When he hung on the cross, he said, it is finished, it is finished. He completed his assignment. He fulfilled the task God gave him within the record time of three and a half years. What made him so effective, what made him so successful was how he related to time. Jesus knew how to work with time. Jesus knew what to do with this time. And so he was able to accomplish so much in such a limited time. Three and a half years, what he accomplished is something many people cannot accomplish in half a century or even in a century. But Jesus did all of that. Same can be said of Apostle Paul. He got born again at a certain age of his life. Between the time he got born again and the time he finished his ministry, it wasn't too much as the time he had lived before. And this guy was amazing. Paul was amazing. The same thing Jesus said. Paul could say the same thing of himself. He said in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8, He said, For I am ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Then He says, I have fought a good fight, I have kept the faith, I have finished my course. Now there is laid out for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous Lord shall give unto me on that day, and not to me only, but unto all those who love His appearing. Paul is speaking and he's saying, i finished my task. I pray that same can be said of you, same can be said of me. When the time comes for us to depart, may it be truly said of us, we we'll finish our task. Paul finished his task. In other words, he has maximized time. God gave him 40 years, 50 years, 60 years to live, and he has used it to fulfill God's plan and purpose for his life. Listen, one of the main reasons why God gives us time is for us to pursue his purpose and plan and program for our lives. And so by the time these guys are speaking, Christ is speaking, Paul is speaking this way. It means these guys fully maximize time. We are going to be learning from them how they were able to accomplish this. And so the first one we want to be able to appreciate, if you are going to maximize time, Practical keys for maximizing time. Uh, the first one I'm touching on today is choose to walk in wisdom. Paul tells us if we are going to maximize time, one of the things that we must be associated with is people. We must be people who are wise. That's what he says. Look carefully then how you walk. Ephesians five fifteen. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Then he says... Making the best use of time. So Paul distinguishes wise people uh, from, he, dis- he draws a line of demarcation between people who live wisely and people who live foolishly and one of the things he tells us that those who live wisely are those who make the best use of time are you making the best use of time are you using time to do things that will advance your cause, that will help you to attain god's plan and purpose for your life that is making a difference in other lives around you are you using time in the best way In the most productive and profitable way. This is what Paul is saying. He said, look carefully. Live carefully. Don't live anyhow. But the best way to live is to make sure that you are using time in the most profitable way. Walk in wisdom. Colossians 4 verse 5. He said, walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Making the best use of time. So when it comes to using time, wisdom is important. Once you are not wise, you cannot use time. Most times when the Bible is talking about time, he connects it to wisdom. In Psalm 90 verse 12, he said, teach us to use wisely all the time we have. So it takes wisdom to use time. Well, it takes wisdom. If you are always under pressure for time, if you are always constantly under pressure, your time is never enough for you. It's a mark that probably you are lacking some wisdom somewhere. And I pray that through this broadcast, the wisdom of God will become your portion in every area of need. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 5. It said, those who obey him will not be punished. Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. Those who are wise will find a time and a way. you find a time. When you are wise, you make time for important things. There are people, they don't have time for things that are important, things that are profitable, and it's because they are not wise. And by the way, you have to understand where wisdom begins from. Wisdom does not begin from an university classroom. Wisdom does not begin from any other place. Wisdom begins with the fear of the lord that's where it starts from when you acknowledge the lordship and the rulership of god we declare you as wise the bible says in psalm 111 verse 10 he said the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom do you fear god do you have regard for god proverbs 9 10 he said the fear of the lord is a beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding when you are wise you acknowledge god's existence and his place in your life in the book of Psalm 14, verse 1, he said, The fool had said in his heart, There is no God. Psalm 53, verse 1, The fool had said in his heart, There is no God. So, your attitude, your disposition towards God is a mark or proof of your wisdom or otherwise. And we need wisdom. So, when we acknowledge God, then the wisdom we need to manage our lives and to live profitably is released unto us. Have you as made Christ your Lord and Savior? You know about God but have you made a decision for him to rule and be Lord over your life? Who is leading your life? Who is ruling your life? Is Jesus the Lord of your life or something else? Is money ruling your life? Is Satan ruling your life? Is pleasure ruling your life? This is the best time. To hand over your life to god and let him teach you how to maximize your time so you can maximize your days so the first one we are looking at if you are going to maximize the first practical key for maximizing time is to choose wisdom wisdom is a choice you have to choose wisdom number two is to understand god's will or plan for your life you can't maximize time unless you understand God's will and plan for your life. And that is coming from the same text, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, 5 to 17. He said, Look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, not, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Then he tells you, do not be foolish so we are told not to be foolish twice in this test he said look carefully then how you live not as unwise but as wise then he said do not be foolish but understand what the will of the lord is understand foolish people don't seek the will of god foolish people don't consider the will of god when you are looking for somebody to marry the will of god is not important when they are spending their money the will of god is not important when they are making choices in life the will of god is not important so the bible says we should not be foolish but we should understand the will of god the will of god you see we cannot maximize time and by extension our lives without first and foremost understanding god's will and plan for our lives this is key this is the foundation Time essentially was gifted to us by God so we we'll fulfill his will for our lives. Time was not given to us so that we we'll do what we want. That's why one day we are going to give account before God what we did with the time he gave us. If he gives you 40 years to live, what you did with it? 80 years to live, what you did with it? If he gave you 100 years to live, what you did with it? God is going to require you to give account. Why? Because he has given us time for a specific purpose and i pray that you use your time in pursuing god's purpose jesus understood this while he was on earth that's why he was effective and that's why he could say i have finished my course he knew the father's will and pursued it to the very last minute look at what he says john uh, john chapter 9 verse 4 he said we must work the works of him who sent me and be busy with his business while it is daylight night is coming on when we can when no man can work we must do the worst of him that sent us While it is daylight in other words while we have time you remember the rich man and lazarus the rich man and lazarus remember the story in the book of luke he he when the time was over that's the time he wanted to start the work it was too late moses uh, abraham told him listen moses and others are there if they won't listen to them they will not it's too late i pray that you will not discover god's will too late some people only are on their bed, their bed. They discover what is important or what is eternally relevant on their, their bed. I pray that that will not be your experience. He said, remember now your creator in the days of your youth. While you have energy, so that you can use that energy to pursue your creator and fulfill his plan and purposes for your life. The CV version says the same text. As long as it is there, we must do what the one who sent me, wants me to do when night comes no one can work you have to understand you are not here by yourself god gave birth to you or god allow you to be created for a purpose and your life must be used in pursuing that purpose we must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us the night is coming and then no one can work Jesus used time profitably because very early in his life, he discovered his father's will and gave his time and energy to it. In the book of John chapter 6 verse 38, he said, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Amazing. I have come down from heaven. I have come down from heaven. May you come under the consciousness of this revelation. I have come down from heaven. Do you know why you are on earth? Do you know why you are here? Do you know that there is a will of the one who sent you, the one who brought you here, the one who permitted you not to die, uh, not to die at birth? But gave you the opportunity to be born gave you the opportunity to be raised gave you the opportunity to be educated gave you the opportunity to work do you know that he has a greater purpose and have you started living your life in pursuit of the same jesus discovered it very early as young at the age 12 he said don't you know i must be about my father's business and his adult yes he was conscious I must do the will of him that sent me while it is there. For the night cometh when no man can work. He said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will. Most people go through lives only doing the things that they like, the things they want. Everything they do is about me, myself, and I. What a sad way to live. What a very pitiful way to live. The best way to live your life is to live your life in honor and in worship. Of the one who gave you that life. Everyone who maximizes time must walk in the consciousness that there is a greater purpose for the existence. Same can be said of Paul. Look at what the Bible says about Paul. Apostle Paul, so Paul said this of himself. Now happen happened, Acts chapter 22, maybe I should read from the New Living Translation. As I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and I heard a voice to him saying, to me saying, so, so, why are you persecuting me now? He was given an account or given a testimony of his life, how he encountered Christ before Ketagripa. He said, who are you, Lord, I asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. The people with me saw the light, but they didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, Get up and go to Damascus, and there you will be told everything you are to do. I was blinded by intense light and had to be led by the hand to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the Lord, and were regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, But that's all regain your sight and that very moment i could see may you regain your sight because a lot of us are groping in darkness we are focusing on wrong things paul was focusing on persecuting the church persecuting christians the thing he was supposed to promote he was persecuting because he was blinded and i pray that any veil on your eyes will be taken off there are people who are spending their time and the greatest in their life is a pursuit of money 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 for others is pleasure 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 when you talk about god god is later paul was blinded so he had to be restored his sight had to be restored i like it when the bible said in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them who don't believe now verse 14 then he told them the god of our ancestors has chosen you now please follow this the god of our ancestors have chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. For you are to be his witnesses, telling everyone what you have seen and heard. Look at that. The God of our ancestors have chosen you to know his will. This way, where Paul is saying, understanding what the will of the Lord is. If you are going to maximize time, please, you do need to understand the will of the Lord. That's why praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation is important. It's a prayer you cannot get tired of praying. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Help me to know and to walk in the fullness of your will for my life. When Paul said, I have finished my course, this was what he was talking about. He had known the will of God and he had lived the will of God. It's my prayer that beginning from this moment, you will know the will of God, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the Holy Ghost who opens our eyes to see the things we need to see. May he open your eyes to see what God's will and plan is. He tells Apostle Paul one of those primary will or plans of God is that we are witnesses. We are witnesses. Do you have time to witness? Do you have time to share the good news of Christ with others? Are you able to represent Christ faithfully and in, in a very positive way where you find yourself, in your place of work, in your classroom, wherever you are? Paul needed to understand that God's will, which he needed to use among many things, which he needed to use his time to pursue, was reconciling multitudes unto himself. And I submit to you, those of us who are born again, the same responsibility is given unto us. The book of 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, it says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Then he says, all things are of God who had reconciled us unto himself and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Now I want you to understand you have a ministry and that is God's will for you and it's designed for you to reconcile multitudes unto him. Receive grace to discern God's will. Receive grace much more to do God's will. May the anointing and may the power of the Holy Ghost rest upon you and may he help you as you seek to fulfill god's will and maximize time in the most profitable way the lord bless you and i look forward to having you join me same time next week i trust that this time has been a great blessing to you and we we'll look forward to having another great session of sl today next week i want to invite you to partner with us and let us take this glorious gospel of christ to the nations of the world that's our mandate as a church to tell the world about christ the bible said this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all nations for a witness then the end will come why don't you partner with us with as low as one ghana city and as high as whatever the holy spirit will have you do partner with us uh, monthly and let us take this gospel to various platforms that we are on already we are presently represented on a number of radio stations and it's in our heart to do more for the Lord. Come in agreement with us. And let's do this together. God bless you. Till I see you same time next week. This is SL Today. And my name is Pastor Foca. Massimize the grace of God. You are blessed. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word. And then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. God blessed.
0: and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6pm to 8pm. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. <laughs>